The Nerd World Order Podcast, bringing you two-week-old news today. This is Abel Oza, and joining me as always is my co-host and co-conspirator, Andres. This is the Nerd World Order podcast, where we're trying to take over the world by spreading the, week- the weekly pop culture news from across different genres, which include movies, comics, TV shows, or anything that we consider nerd. We're the Nerd World Order podcast, the greatest of poopertainment since 2017. Uh, all right, guys, we're back. Uh, we couldn't miss this week. Obviously, a big movie came came out this past weekend, and Andres and I saw it. So we thought we would we would come and, and talk about it on the podcast here, uh, right, Andres? Yes, sir. Very huge movie. Huge movie, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. As always, I always apologize for the inconsistency with the shows, uh, uh, with the new house, trying to get it all together. Uh, Andres has been busy at school, doing a couple things. Uh, trying to get ready for some other stuff so uh but yeah but uh which brings me up to one of our first points here on the show is a little bit of housekeeping from here now i really am going to try to keep on schedule release a show every week uh get you get you guys some new content uh we'll try to record on sunday release on monday that's always been my plan uh we'll do it there andres is doing some some stuff at school which will maybe sometimes keep him away um, if that's the case, though, I will try to record by myself. Uh, I just got the blessing from Andres, uh, and that's okay. Um, and if not, we'll try to get some special guests in here. But anytime Andres can make it, uh, he will be on the show. Obviously, this is his show just as much as mine. So he will be on the show whenever he can. But, you know, so we can work on the schedules uh, of Andres and I. We will try to record every Sunday and release every Monday. Correct, Andres? Yes, sir. Okay, sounds good. The reason actually we couldn't record on Sunday, uh, I went to Kansas City to Planet Comic Con, which actually I stopped them and had to go watch Black Panther, huh? Um, and I, the IMAX theater is always really fucking cool, huh? Oh man, it's cool, but man, it's, uh, it's like a, uh, an arm and a leg, man. It's fucking expensive. You didn't pay for the fucking ticket. Yes, no, but IMAX is dope. Watch any any big movie you can watch it on IMAX. I was surprised this wasn't IMAX 3D, but I guess there really wasn't any scenes for 3D, was there? No, never watch a movie in 3D. It's terrible. Nah, I watched I watched the uh, the Force Awakens in 3D, and that was pretty badass. That's ridiculous. Never, no, don't take it. Was, no, fuck him. Don't listen to him. Never watch a movie in 3D. Or Put it on the poll. Should you watch a movie in IMAX? IMAX 3D. There you go. Uh, Black Panther was just regular IMAX, huh? Yeah, regular. Yeah. Uh, but no, anyways, like I said, I went to Planet Comic Con this weekend. Uh, pretty fucking fun. I got a lot of comic books uh, signed. Uh, trying to get the value of those motherfuckers up. It's always fun. If you guys if you guys ever get the chance to go to a Comic Con, whether it's a small one or a big one, always check it out. The next one that I'm trying to go to is Denver. Uh, check that one out. There's always small ones here in Kansas. There's the Wichita one. Isn't very big. The Smallville one that that's every year. Actually, you know they they figured out. Well, Hutchinson likes to call themselves Smallville because you know Superman's from Kansas. But uh, scientific uh, scientifically, they try to figure out where Smallville is, and they say it's Great Bend. 
I don't know. Great Ben sucks. It's America's asshole. Is Great Ben America's asshole? Poor question. Okay. Uh, we have a, a little bit of chunk. There was actually quite a bit of news when we were gone the, the past uh, oh, three weeks or so. But uh, we're just going to run them by him real quick, see what Andres has to think about him, what I have to think about it, our hot nerd takes. So, yeah, uh, weekly briefing, what you need to know. Um, Stan Lee almost died. Did you hear about that? So according to a new, uh, news report from TMZ, Stan Lee was rushed to the hospital in California after falling or failing ill, falling ill uh, at his home rushed uh, and Jesus, let me start that over. According to new reports, Stan Lee has been rushed to the hospital in California after falling ill at his home and he was rushed to the hospital on January 31st, right before the New Year's. Um, obviously, this is big news. Stanley created what we know as the modern Marvel universe. He is 95. He uh, around that time, around the, the turn of the, the new year, uh, he had canceled two major appearances due to the illness last year, but um, never revealed why. Uh, and it turned out that it was because uh, he was sick. He was released from the hospital later that week. Uh, and Stanley actually had a comment for everybody that was wondering uh, that he's doing okay. Um, quote. All I really want to do is tell you that I'm feeling great. I'm glad I spent that evening in the hospital. I figured that a little checkup wouldn't be bad for me. And in fact, it turned out to be pretty good. And it got me a lot of publicity. So uh, Stanley's okay, but he is, he is pushing 95. So when news when news comes like that, uh, it's, it's scary for everybody. Uh, not only comic book fans, but movie fans, obviously. They were able to make the Marvel Universe. And now, it, you know, you've never had to read a single comic book to kind of get into that. So that was that was a little scary. I mean, he's 95. How many people do you hear reaching 95? The life expectancy, I think, in the U.S. is like 70, 74? And he's at 95. Yeah. Well, when you first told me he almost died, I thought somebody caught him jerking off. Maybe he should have <laughs> Or maybe he just uh, exuded too much energy and he, and he almost died. <laughs> That's how I would like to go. Um, in case you guys don't know about much about Stanley, like I said, he created most of the Marvel Universe, and not only comic book culture, but pop culture in general. Um, he began with Marvel 1961 uh, with Jack Kirby, and he, they created the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, the X-Men, Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Thor, Daredevil, Hawkeye, Ant-Man. So any anybody that you can think of being in the Marvel Universe, Stanley created. So yeah, it would have been big news if he passed away, for sure. Yeah, and I'm actually going to add. There's a there's an entire you know when when actors have a lot of uh, movies and, and TV roles, they have a filmography that has its own special Wikipedia page. Well, there's an entire different Wikipedia page for all the characters that Stan Lee created, and uh, I'm going to link that in the show notes so you guys can check out just the impact that he really had. So um, there's that. Uh, Andres, did you hear about the? I think it was the almost a ten year. No, it was a ten year anniversary of Heath Ledger passing away this past January. And did you hear about what they found out about Heath Ledger, like, digging around in his life? Um, I did. I mean, I did notice that it's been 10 years already, but... Um, no, what did they... Uh, Heath Ledger had planned on doing more Batman movies as a Joker before he, he passed oh. away. Fuck, I want to hear that. That makes me sad. Yeah, in a recently surfaced interview with Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's sister, Kate... 
She recalls their last phone call and mentioned how happy he was working with Christian Bell and Chris, uh, uh, Chris Nolan, noting that he was uh, intending to return back as a Joker. How do you think that if if Heath Ledger didn't pass away, do you think they bring him back for Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, because you know the scene where he breaks all the guys out of the jail? Yeah. I think there you see the Joker maybe run away. Because in, in Batman's way, you know, the Joker never disappears. There's always going to be something that brings him back. And I think the whole Bane thing, like he breaks out of the prison and he runs away and he maybe he comes back in a later movie, which could have happened. Yeah, I could have. I uh, there's one of two ways I always thought that could happen. If if they if Phil, if Heath Ledger died during filming, I don't think they killed Two Face. No. You know what I mean? No, yeah, because you keep that. Yeah. Keep that character there. Yeah, and uh, I wrote here in my notes. Always had a hunch that the Dark Knight Rises would have been different, a different movie if Ledger didn't pass away. Um, and I think this kind of validates that. I, I think that I think they would have brought him back either as the main villain again, or like a small role in the the like you said, the prisoners that escape and and stuff like that. So, a quick poll question: Would you have liked to see? Would you have liked to have seen Heath Ledger play the Joker again? That should come back a hundred percent. Yeah, right. Dude, the greatest, the, the, one of the greatest villains ever portrayed ever. Dude. Yeah, for sure. What, what an idea. Not only that, but one of the best act, just acting jobs of all time. Yeah. Redefine the character. Re- technician scene is, is so cool. Yeah. Redefine the redefine the definition or redefine the character of the Joker, um, as we know it today. And uh, yeah, there's there's to this day, I think he's still the only comic book movie actor to be to win an Oscar. Man. Yeah. Jeez. So it would have been pretty cool. Uh, speaking of the Joker, did you hear about uh, Joker casting news about the? Uh, the solo movie that they're making. Joaquin Phoenix. How do you feel about that? Um, I think he's a little too old to play a young Joker, but I guess we can see. You know what? I didn't think about that. You're right. Because it's supposed to be an origin, like an origin thing of him, and I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, CGI is a hell of a thing, but I kind of don't want that. But I mean, uh, I feel like if you want to go with someone older but looks a little, a little younger, uh, DiCaprio would. I have that on here. Uh, DiCaprio was the original front runner, but this is a Martin Scorsese. Obviously, he's directed The Departed. Uh, he's directed a lot of great, uh, you know, Hollywood movies, and he's executive director. Todd Phillips, who directed The Hangover, he also directed War Dogs. He also directed Old School. Uh, he's a director for this movie, and it's supposed to be set apart from the uh, the DCEU. And it's supposed to be a, uh, a Joker origin story. And like I said earlier, Leo DiCaprio was the original frontrunner. It, it seems now that Joaquin Phoenix kind of came uh, um, from underneath. And um, uh, it's, it looks like he's going to take the role. So uh, we'll see. Poll question. And, and I direct this question to you too. Uh, I, I think you already answered it. But who would you rather see, DiCaprio or Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? Um, what the fuck is his name? Uh, William Defoe. Yeah, yeah. He has that face, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that fucking weird face. Yeah, he does. He he played a good Green Goblin, but they should have waited for um, they should have waited for him to be Joker. Yeah, he would have been a good one. 
Um, you know, have you have you ever heard of the movie The Room, Andres? The the one that uh, the disaster artist which which you yeah, recommended yeah, on the show. Have you seen the disaster artist? I haven't. I heard it's really good. Oh, dude, it is insanely good. Uh, yeah, I actually heard that. Um, uh, what's his name? James Franco is supposed to be nominated for an Oscar, but the whole allegations and stuff like that came out at the time that you know prevented him from getting an Oscar nomination. But the reason I bring him up is Tommy was uh, was so why so. The guy that came out with the room and any, you know, the guy that James Franco played, uh, he wanted to, he wants to play the Joker. <laughs> he yeah, he sent out a t- he sent out a tweet to Todd Phillips, like I mentioned, he was a director, and he said, "Todd, DM me because he wants to play the Joker." So, yeah, he's not gonna get it, but that'd be funny to see. <laughs> Batman, you are tearing me apart. Oh, hi, Robin. I didn't hit it. It's bullshit. I did not hit it. I did not hit it. <laughs> I did not kill Robin. I did not kill Robin. I, I did it. That's bullshit. Oh, hey. I didn't hit him. I swear I did that. <laughs> oh, hey, Harley Quinn. <laughs> so, no, he's he's like this weird like millionaire from like Poland or something like that. Cool question. Do you know who Tommy Wiseau is? Why so? I don't know how to say it. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Okay. okay. Moving, moving on with, with all this fucking news that we missed over the past couple weeks. Uh, did you see the Deadpool trailer? Yes, I did. The new one. We finally get to see... What in the actual ass? <laughs> oh, yeah. What in the actual ass? Uh, yeah, so the trailer came out. So did the poster. Uh, which, that would be a real cool poster to have. It's a spoof on Flashdance. Uh, do you know what Flashdance is on this? The old movie from the 80s? No, I, no, I do not. Poor question. You know what Flashdance is. But we, yeah, like I said, we get our first look at Cable. Did you see Terry Crews in it? Terry Crews? Yeah. The scene where they're flying down on a helicopter and you see like Deadpool and that whole bunch of people behind him like Cable, Domino and stuff like that. Terry Crews is in it. Oh, He's supposed to play a character called J.W. Bridge. Uh, it's and his name is George Washington Bridge, and there's a, a bridge actually in New York called George W. Bridge, so that's why it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So he's in that movie. Um, I was also reading some reports that this might actually tie into Days of Future Past, because that's when Cable might be coming back from that future. Oh really? That's pretty cool, huh? I think we talked about it when we watched uh, Black Panther, but did you get the, the mustache joke? Yeah. <laughs> when they, because the, the part of the trailer was that uh, Cable's arm wasn't done, and he's like, come on, guys. It's not like we're trying to CGI a mustache. <laughs> oh, man. Deadpool, he, it's, I mean, the, the movie's going to be whatever, but, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, love that guy. So, actually, this makes me more excited for Deadpool. Or are you... <laughs> Huh? Why? Because I wasn't as excited. I finally see it, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's gonna be good, but I don't think it's gonna be as great. Yeah. And did you also see uh, Deadpool make fun of Cable? Because in the comics, Cable's like six nine, and Josh Brolin is five ten in real life. Yeah, when he's playing with the dolls, and he's like, "I thought you'd be a lot taller." <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually I'm all in for Deadpool. Really excited. 
I don't I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but Deadpool's going to be good. I think it's going to be it, it's I can't I don't know if I could say this, but I think it's going to be a surprise to me cuz I wasn't expecting it to be as good cuz they don't have the same director, uh, you know, all that stuff. And sequels usually aren't as good, but I'm really excited. Especially comedy sequels. I mean, it is a, it's kind of a comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And even superhero sequels, besides maybe The Dark Knight, like, I mean, Iron Man 2 wasn't as good as the first Iron Man. What else? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, the fucking, don't even, don't even, don't even get me thinking about that movie, Abel. <laughs> you, you still rank it higher than the Hulk, so I don't know what that means. No, Age of Ultron. We'll get to that, don't worry. Okay, did you see the Venom trailer? Or, uh, let me rephrase that, did you see the Brock Turner t- uh, trailer? Andres, go with the show, you you, you dummy. It's called yeah, the tr- no, that's called the transition, you fuck. Hold on, you shit. But yeah, even before that, I saw the trailer. Okay, the reason I say that is because we saw no venom at all in that trailer. What? How, how does that make you feel? Um, kind of good. I mean, it feels kind of good because they didn't give too much away. But um, I just like how they see like they show you like like the kind of the struggle they went through that he's going through at the time, like oh shit, like. Well, the very last scene of him like spazzing out, I don't know if you saw it, but you saw the black lines like coming up from his uh, um, his neck. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I know it's just a teaser trailer, but I think I would have seen I would have liked to seen a little bit more venom in that. Yeah, I think you're the only person in the on the internet that liked that. You know, I did see that argument too. It's like uh, a lot of those trailers, uh, like Spider Man Homecoming, gave out a lot. Uh, although I still enjoyed it, it's, it gave out a lot, and people are like, "Well, this is the opposite. Like, it didn't give anything away." So, you know, I could see that, but I, just a little bit. I, I, I like this, and I guess it's too soon. I mean, they just finished, you know, shooting. They're rushing the. Sh- that's the only thing that scares me is they're rushing the shit out of this movie. You're right, you're right. Moving on, because this is a, a super-packed new show so far. Did you see the deleted scene from Justice League on this? Superman. Uh, yeah, did it. Uh, was you... Alfred talking to Superman? No, there's another one. Oh, shit, I didn't see that one. It proves that whoever the powers at, uh, the powers at B uh, took away from us the Superman black suit. Yeah, there's a new del- there's a deleted scene from Justice League that gave a suit at the the uh, the black suit uh, from the original comic book, The Death and Return of Superman. Uh, I guess he was walking. He once he, you know, in the scene where he flies away from Lois Lane, yeah, he goes to the Fortress of Solitude to see what's been going on. So he's walking down this 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 hallway of all these different suits, and then he, he uh, as he's walking by, he turns and he looks real quick, and there's a black one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I would, I would, do, I would do dirty, unforgivable things to see that. <laughs> Unspeakable things. Unspeakable, unforgivable things. Do you know what that movie? You know what movie is that from? Poor question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, dude, no, I'm pissed because yeah, like like just exactly how you said, uh, this proves that there's an entirely different movie that was made, and we're never gonna get it probably. Fuck. Yeah. This is bullshit, but. I guess I guess we'll never know the. De- Let me look it up real quick. When the Blu-ray is supposed to come out. I get, uh, you can buy it on the on the Xbox dashboard. Yeah, but you don't get all the special features. Yeah, no, which is which is why I'm waiting. Justice League Blu-ray release date is. God damn. <sighs> Let's see. This article is from IGN from January 18th, so about a month ago. So let's see. February Ultra HD Blu-ray Combo Pipe Blu-ray DVD DVD on March 13th, so a little less than a month away. So I'll definitely. Yeah, be... I wish somehow they can... Well, they haven't maybe, mentioned. Maybe in a few years it can have a re-release or something. Maybe uh, nerds will eat that up. I know I will. So. Hopefully we'll see, but we gotta wait for that. See what comes up. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about it whenever we do that show. Um, Andres, do you know who Lobo is? Yes, he's the, he's kind of the DC version of Deadpool. He breaks the third wall. As well. Do you know that they're developing a movie? Yes, sir. Do you know who's gonna direct it? Uh, damn it, I heard his name before. No, who? Do you know who Michael Bay is? Yep. <laughs> so DC and Warner Brothers thinks that they can uh, direct a Lobo or develop a Lobo movie, and that would be their answer for Deadpool. Uh, because although he doesn't break like the fourth wall or whatever, uh, Lobo suit. Huh? Yeah, no, they did break the fourth wall. I don't think he does, does he? No, he does. Oh, but anyways, yeah, he's super violent. He's super funny. And DC thinks that this can compete with Deadpool for Marvel. So um, people have their opinions on Michael Bay. Uh, a lot of people don't like him because they think he he relies too much on explosions and not enough on storytelling. We'll see though. He has done a couple good movies, or what people think are good movies. Uh, they did what was that movie he did? Um, the the arm. Oh, he did. Pa- I really like Painted uh, Painting Game. Did you like Painting Game? Yeah, and, and it's what, a comedy. What they really, what they really did in real life is fucked up, and they kind of make fun of it. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. I really liked it too, but that's exactly my sentiment. It's like they like make a joke out of torturing the guy in the movie, and that guy, he actually well, came out later and said like, no, fuck this movie because I legit was tortured by these guys, and you guys made it like a light comedy. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. I get it. Uh, and another movie that some people liked was Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Some people, some some people like that. So, you know, the tra- say what you will about the Transformers movies, they make a lot of money. Except that last one. Oh my god, was that movie so fucking bad? That reminded me. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like having PTSD right now. Yeah, one of my friends uh, came over and he, and he saw the movie and he heard the show and he was like, "Dude, I don't know why your brother fucking hates it, dude. Holy shit." Yeah, right. It's bad, dude. Yeah. Jeez, it's so bad. But yeah, so they're they're thinking about bringing Lobo, the the intergalactic bounty hunter, to the TV to the movie screen, and we'll see how that goes. And actually, what Michael Bay wants to do is he wants to cut the budget 
Right now they have it at $200 million and he wants to cut that, which is a little weird because he directs these uh, Transformers movies that are worth like $300 million. So he's probably trying to make something a little a little less budget, which probably gets him in a little less trouble in case the movie doesn't do well. Just like that, huh? Yeah, it's it's been rough, man. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll we'll we always have we'll have Wonder Woman. Yeah, we have Marvel. Dude, Infinity War. Oh my god. We'll get into it later. But how much more excited are you for uh, for uh, Infinity War after Black Panther? Dude, Black Panther got me so pumped, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. I cannot wait till May, dude. Yeah, it's fucking exciting, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, Incredibles trailer. Did you see that one last night? I, I think it came out just yesterday. Or over the weekend. Um, I'm glad finally uh, it's coming out. It's supposed to pick up exactly where the first one left off, so there's no, like, time. Uh, Although it took, like, almost 20 years to to release this movie or whatever. Um, So, yeah, just nothing much to say, but it looks really good. I'm really excited. All those Pixar movies are fucking fantastic, particularly this one. And as I said before on the show, The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that they've made, so... So, so, and the last piece of news here before I move on to some rapid fire. The Game of Thrones, or excuse me, the, the co-creators of Game of Thrones, a TV show, not, not the book, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss uh, are developing a series of new films for Star Wars that are unrelated to the Skywalker saga. And a lot of people are, are rumoring that they're going to direct Knights of the Old Republic. And, and I don't know if you know what... Dude, do you know what Knights of the Old Republic are? You played it? Yeah, there's, there's an old Xbox team to it. Oh, that game was so fun. Dude, it's like Star Wars in medieval times, huh? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Dude, I'm so excited. If that's what it is, if they make a trilogy of Knights of the Old Republic, because technically it's not canon anymore. Really? Yeah, anything that was released before the first, the, the Force Awakens, anything besides the six movies, the two cartoons, and what else? And the new movies that are coming out, uh, nothing was canon before that. Now all the comic books, all the books and stuff like that are canon. So if they're able to bring Knights of the Old Republic uh, into canon, that's fucking dope into a movie. In case you guys don't know what Knights of the Old Republic is, it's basically before the time where the Sith made the rule that uh, the rule of two, basically you can only have a Sith and the Apprentice. Because if not, the, the Sith's own eagle and... Um, and uh, uh, goals get in the way of bettering, you know, the dark side. Uh, so before that, there was hundreds, if not thousands, of Sith, and they're fighting Jedi, and it's fucking badass. It's so awesome. It's gonna be badass. I hope that's what they've developed. And they're saying that they're doing, they they're bringing these two guys along because they know how to develop those kind of stories since they do Game of Thrones. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, poll question, would you guys watch a Knights of the Old Republic trilogy? Because I know I would, dude. Fucking A. Here, here's another question for you. Is there too much Star Wars now? No. Of course not. Even though you said it was, even though in the last show you said that it was overrated? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars head. I mean, I like the movies. I've seen every single one. But, um, it's a, it, to me, it's not that much of a polarizing franchise. But, I mean, I, I don't think there's necessarily too much of it. Maybe if they... Consecutively, the future makes a lot of bad movies, maybe, but I mean, they're fine right now. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. 
But that is for the news. I know last show what we had, we did some rapid fire, and you're ready for some rapid, some Super Bowl commercial rapid fire, Andres? I'm trying to fit it all in. Boom, 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 boom. Huh? Rapid fire. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Uh, the second ever rapid fire. Since we're catching up on on everything that we missed, um, this is rapid fire real quick, and this is a Super Bowl commercial edition. So let's let's start off here. Did you see the Han Solo trailer? Yes. What'd you think? Um, it's gonna be terrible. Uh, I think it's gonna be better. Uh, Gabino's awesome. So there we go. Uh, Avengers. Did you see it? Yes, sir. What'd you think? Dude, the one part I got most hyped on for some reason was when I saw Doctor Strange and Iron Man in the same scene because I've never seen them together and it's fucking badass. So I'm, I can't be more excited for this movie, dude. I cannot. Um, as much as I prefer DC over Marvel, it's hard to argue about the, how great the movies are. And dude, I'm just so excited, so excited. Did you see the Jurassic World trailer? What do you think? Um, it seems like Chris Pratt's going to have quite the year. He's going to have Avengers and Jurassic World, so that's pretty cool. Um, poll question, and I'm asking you, uh, who would you prefer, Chris Pratt or The Rock? Oh, shit. Oh, The Rock. Okay, poll question for you guys, too. Chris Pratt or The Rock? I think I'm going to go with The Rock, too. Okay, that was it. Rapid fire. Before... Bang, bang, bang. Before we move on... Uh, with the rest of the show. Scottish farmer Bruce Grubb called the Northeast police to report the presence of a large, fearsome cat with stripes on his farm. Quote, I got the fright of my life, Grubb told the Scottish son. The creature appeared to be crouching on a ramp in Grubb's barn. Officers immediately dispatched several vehicles, including an armed response team, to the farm. In addition, police con uh, contacted a nearby wildlife park to check if a tiger might have escaped, according to the BBC. There was a 45-minute standoff before officers realized a tiger in question was just a giant stuffed toy, according to the New York Post. Okay, Andres, so we're going to do a little bit of a mismatch uh, here uh, before we get to the, the Black Panther uh, movie review that I'm sure we're going to gush about. But we're just uh, since we're trying to do the Marvel Challenge, we're just going to catch up a little bit. Were you able to watch Thor? Yeah. What did you think? You think like, you find I kind of had the sentiments, the same sentiments as you, except I don't think it's as bad. As bad. I think it's a. It's not a great movie, but it's super important for the Marvel universe, it, because it introduces uh, not chronologically, because we were watching it chronologically, and the first movie we watched was Captain America, so they introduced the Tesseract there. But if you watch it in order of release dates, that's the first time they talk about the Tesseract. So it's super important that way. And then it also expands the universe. Yeah. 
Because before that, it was just Captain America. Or before that, it was just Thor. Or, no, excuse me. It was just Iron Man and the Hulk, which is kind of, you know, it's something. But with, with, Iron, with Thor, it kind of opened up the universe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but this was released May 6th of 2011. Uh, this movie was is fifth chronologically, but the fourth movie released. It has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so it's not the greatest rated movie on there. On this, we'll probably say another, it's, it's just another. It's just another overrated movie. Like like seventy seven. That's way too fucking high for that movie. It's okay. It's it's not the greatest movie. It's not the worst movie. It's all right. Yeah, I guess. You know that was his real hair. Yeah. After that, it's a wig. But um, you know, it is what it is. After that. <laughs> And then he doesn't have to worry about it in Thor Ragnarok because um, it's it's shaved off or cut off, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. The opening. Uh, this chronologically takes place exactly after Iron Man one. Uh, the opening scene to, or excuse me, Iron Man two. Uh, the opening scene uh, with a- Agent Coulson landing in New Mexico uh, takes place during Iron Man two. Uh, what happened to Jane Foster? Do you ever think she comes back? Um, you know Jane Foster's actually Thor right now? In the comics? Huh? Jane... Well, yeah, yeah, it's a girl. It's, it's a cult Yeah, it's her. It's Jane Foster. Yeah. She actually... She, uh, she can't... The longer she has uh, the... the Like the Thor disguise or whatever you want to call it, the longer she stays alive because she's dying of cancer. That's the... That's the thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman did just release, uh, or they just interviewed her, uh, and she said uh, she's completely open to returning to the Marvel Universe. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, you know, it could happen. She's open to it. I doubt we ever see her again, though. This movie reminds me how different Thor, I know you haven't seen it, but Thor Ragnarok's completely different than this movie, dude. You would really enjoy Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's fucking good, dude. It's really good. The re- and the reason I said it was important, this movie anyways, is not the best movie, but it does introduce the, the Tesseract, the first Infinity Stone, the Space Stone. Obviously, we see in Avengers that we'll talk about here in a little bit. It can open portals from one part, one part of the universe to the other one, so that's really important. And then I kind of got this little thing off of uh, the Wikipedia page. The Tesseract is a crystalline cube-shaped containment vessel for the Space Stone, one of six Infinity Stones that precede the universe and possess unlimited energy. It was used by various ancient civilizations before coming onto Asgard hands, or Asgardian hands, and was kept inside Odin's vault. Eventually, it was brought to Earth and left in Tonsberg, where it was grabbed uh, by devout Asgardian worshippers. In 1942, the Tesseract was retrieved by Johann Schmidt, the leader of Hydra, who used the Tesseract to power enhanced weaponry in order to defeat the Allies during World War II. Uh, following Schmidt's defeat at the hands of Captain America in 1945, the Tesseract fell into the Arctic waters, where it was recovered by Howard Stark. After studying the Tesseract, Stark rel- relinquished custody to it to shield, where it remained until it was stolen in 2012 by Loki, the Asgardian god of mischief, who used the Tesseract to open a wormhole and allow the Shatari to invade New York City, which kind of then plays into uh, Avengers. So that's kind of a little, a little bit of the Tesseract. You still there? 
<laughs> Another thing Thor did was introduce Hawkeye because he doesn't get his solo movie. I think he dies in Infinity War. Somebody important has to die. I think he dies. Yeah, Hawkeye's not that important. He's a little bitch. I mean, he's he's he was in the first Avengers movie. Everybody was. <laughs> um, in this movie, I also think we start to see Coulson become the center of the universe, and that's why his death uh, in Avengers, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, becomes more significant. Loki's a bitch, but he is the best Marvel villain. To that point, to that point. I don't know. If we, I don't know if we could say that now. So yeah, uh, just some different things that, that came to mind. Thor. What did, overall, you probably already said it, but what do you think? C. C. Okay. All right. So then, to, to kind of catch up on the Marvel Challenge a little bit more, um, Avengers comes immediately after that. It was released on May fourth, twenty eleven. So almost a full year after Thor. Sixth release uh, in that order, um, and it's also the sixth chronological order. So now we're we're officially caught up, and this is the last of the Phase One movies, which introduces all the main characters of that first cycle, and it's also the the first movie Disney takes over. It, although they didn't produce it, they are the distribution company, which means that that's when the 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 rights for DVDs and sales like that officially went to Disney. And then after that, Iron Man 3 was your first official Disney Marvel movie. Wow. Um, so, 2011 was when that went down, right? Avengers? No, like the whole purchasing of Marvel. Yeah, to, like 2010, 2011, yeah. Huh. Mm. Man, that was fucking years ago, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, dude, it's been 10 years. Of the Marvel Universe, so. You're all just fucking. Uh, so what do you? Th- uh, uh, did, were you able to wa- rewatch Avengers, or do you just remember it? Uh, I, I was able to watch the beginning of it, but then I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. That's fine. Um, so what? From from what you watch and from what you remember, what do you think of Avengers? Uh, I, I honestly, uh, Loki's a really good villain. Isn't he? Like, Yeah, this movie starts off where Thor immediately left off. Um, I, I like this. I like how we're doing this chronologically uh, because I forgot how much I miss Captain America because that's the first movie we watched. I do have to say though that the Captain America costume in the Avengers is the worst. Yeah, you're right. It's not very good. Um, let's see. In the comic books, actually, the reason the, the Avengers got together was because of Loki. So, uh, that is pretty comic accurate. Although, because they didn't have the rights for everybody, or they didn't do it right as far as, like, who are the Avengers. Like, Captain America is not an original Avenger in the comic books. Nope. So, yeah. And I know we just talked about Thor, but I think Avengers, 
uh, validates that Thor is super important to the, although not the best movie, it does make it super important. Like they introduce, like I said, the Tesseract, they introduce Loki, they they introduce like other worlds, which is able to bring the Chitari army. Uh, and, and speaking of the Chitari army and the scene in New York, that scene is the the precipice of the catalyst for so many things to change in the DCEU. We can think of Spider-Man, right? The reason that Spider-Man is a thing is because of the the invading armies in New York because then the vulture doesn't start, right? Yeah. And then the, the Defenders, right? The entire first season of, of Daredevil... It, yeah, the, fir- the first season of Daredevil is really because they're trying to construct all the buildings that were knocked down. Yeah. And then you start to see the tension between Captain America and Iron Man, which then leads to Civil War. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie's definitely super important and, and, and unlike Thor, really good. Um, I really enjoyed watching this movie. Um, it's really good. You know what I did have a feeling though watching this movie? You know when they fir- when they all lined up back to back and the camera like pans around them? Yeah, and they're all like looking looking around to see like what's going on. Yeah, although that's a dope although that's a dope scene. You know what it reminded me of? What? Like uh, when th- they make parody movies and they're like like heroes that they make up on the spot. That's what they reminded me for some reason, like just made up superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. What else did I write about it? Um, oh, okay. I, I I meant to ask you this. So, you know, spoiler warnings if you haven't seen Avengers. If you're listening to this, you probably have. What if they killed off Tony Stark right then and there when he takes the nuclear bomb? What do you think happens? Why? That, w- that wouldn't work in the MCU. Why? To give me a reason why. Because you're not going to have Iron Man there for three years only, and that's it. But what if that was? What if they started transition early? That was stupid, and that's when the MCU goes downhill. Okay. You don't no. do that. You don't, I I don't I don't I don't agree either. I was just wondering when I saw that. I'm like, what if they kill him off? You know what else I got from from this from this movie? The Hulk is super high to super hard to write for, because in the movie and then in the early beginnings or in his in a solo movie I should say, and then in the early beginnings of this movie, it's he can't control his anger, right? So he's always like that's why he's always trying to stay calm. Well, then it seems like on a turn of a dime, he can control his anger. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's what he's he's so hard to write for because like do you make him just like this uh, this uncontrollable thing or do you make him like somebody that's able to control his powers and it's super weird. Yeah, that is weird. I never really saw it that way. Yeah. Because like in his soul, you see like him struggling to even control it, and then the Avengers is like, oh whatever, like oh I'm on command or something. Yeah, but yeah, but no overall um, Avengers. Uh, freaking dope so not only is it a poll question for our listeners but a a question for you uh obviously it's it's a no-brainer but uh which one did you like better thor or avengers Avengers, (laughs) 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 no you're right it's just it's just for content on this come on that's another question but you know what you know what the coolest scene to me is actually it's the post-credit scene 
So you know, uh, that's the first time we see Thor, um, excuse me, Thanos, right? And um, the guy's telling him, you know, that we, we shouldn't mess with Earthlings because a challenge to them is to court death. And then Thanos laughs, right? And he, like, uh, he, like, accepts that. Well, in the comics, there's an actual character called Death. And she's a woman. And Thor, or excuse me, why do I keep calling him Thor? And Thanos actually falls in, falls in love with him. So to challenge them is to court death. So all he's thinking is, like, yeah, like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? So that's do- I thought that was dope. Yeah. I thought that was a good setup. And I guess I've seen Avengers a few times now, and that's the first time I caught that. And I was like, dude, that is badass. So yeah, that. that- yeah, the there's there's a comic book series that I read. It's called uh, Deadpool versus Thanos, and uh, that's what the story is um, is about death. So that's pretty cool. Okay, man, so our main entree, uh, probably the biggest movie that's come out uh, in a long time, actually, uh, Black Panther. I think the usual the usual setup we have is we talk about it a little bit, no spoilers and then spoilers, but I think we're just going to go full spoilers. What do you think? Go ahead. That's really the only way to talk about this movie, right? Yeah. Okay. You can't talk around. Yeah. So, but before we get into that, uh, this movie made... Gangbusters, bro. Uh, the movie earned $201.8 million between Friday and se- the Friday and Sunday weekend. And uh, at the end of today, because it was a long weekend for a lot of folks that didn't have school today. Did you have school today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a lot of people that didn't have to work. Um, and it's estimated it was going to make $235 million between Friday and Monday. That is already more than Justice League did in the entire run uh, here in the U.S. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, you, you and you want to hear some records it broke? I have a, I have an article here, and I'm just gonna start listing them off. You ready? Yeah. Okay. It is already the biggest February opening of all time. Before that, it was Deadpool, which opened at 132 million dollars. Obviously, this opened at 201 million dollars. So, boom. Oh shit, that's This is the biggest non-sequel opening weekend um, of all time. The biggest solo superhero launch of all time. The biggest Friday to Sunday opening weekend for a long holiday. The biggest long holiday opening weekend. The biggest opening weekend ever for a movie not directed by a white guy. The biggest grossing movie in North America directed by a black filmmaker. The biggest pre-summer opening weekend of all time. It's already the second biggest comic book superhero opening weekend. The second biggest Sunday gross of all time. The third biggest four-day gross of all time. The third biggest non-summer opening weekend. The fourth biggest Saturday. The fifth biggest opening weekend of all time. The eighth biggest Friday and eighth biggest single-day gross. Uh, Eighth biggest Monday of all time. It's already the 25th biggest comic book movie of all time. It's already the 26th biggest superhero movie of all time. Uh, Yeah, dude. So it is... with, With... Obviously, I just listed all that, but it is not only a box office record, but it is or a box office. Uh, it's making box office history, but it's also making cultural history, dude. Like this movie will go down in history as one of a cultural landmark, kind of what One Woman was, but bigger. Oh yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. 
So as I'm reading all those stats uh, on, on Black Panther, just before we get into major spoilers, so as of right now, if you haven't seen this movie, put pause, come back and, and join us. Or if you don't, obviously don't give a fuck. Uh, come, you know, uh, just listen through this. But what are your overall thoughts on Black Panther? Black Panther. Uh, they arguably have that movie. Arguably has the best villain I've ever seen. Dude, Michael B. Jordan in this movie is fan fucking tastic. Fantastic. Dude, he is amazing. What makes a good villain, I always say, is somebody that you can you can you can relate to or you can understand where he's coming from. You might think that he's misguided and 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 how he's doing it, but at the end of the day, you're like, fuck, he has a point. The best villains are guys that don't think they're villains. Yeah, the guy that... The guy that... What makes a, great, a villain great is like he doesn't believe he's like himself as a villain. He just thinks that he's doing what is right. Exactly. Like, like, like Raja Ghul. Raja Ghul is a great villain because he thinks he's not a villain at all. Yeah, exactly. He thinks he's doing the best... He thinks that he's doing what he can to better humanity, which makes him a good villain because he's not you know, over the top or whatever and, and just trying to fuck shit up for for fucking shit up, you know, reason or whatever. But they do what they think they're doing or they're doing what they do because they think it's better for everybody. Yeah. And the motivation for Killmonger is... It, it is it's, you can see why he's doing it. Uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is great. Michael B. Jordan has... Uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of this movie, has worked with uh, Michael B. Jordan in all three of his movies. It's, uh, wait, what's his first one? Uh, uh, Fruitville Station, and then Creed. Have you seen Creed? Not yet. Dude, Creed is so fucking good, man. It's so good. And then uh, Black Panther. Ryan Coogler's three for three in movies. They're all really good, dude. He's like he's like thirty years old. What the fuck, dude? Like, give me a fucking break. Like, what am I doing in my fucking life? You know what I mean? You, you just turned twenty nine too. It's like fuck, man. This guy's this guy's just older than me. And he's directing movies. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, Andres, give us a little bit of a recap of with spoilers included. We're ready to get spoilers of what the movie's about. T'Challa. T'Challa, T'Challa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it says a prince T'Challa is up, up next, and then um, from there it, it goes on of like, um, uh, he goes on a mission first to, to like, because uh, there's, there's girls that get kidnapped, and then he goes to rescue them, and then he sees his ex girlfriend or whatever, and then uh, and then after that he kind of go a little forward, and um, you know he, he gets his he gets his kingship, you know he, he he's ready to be the king of Wakanda. And, No, that's uh, that's 
uh, that's Wolverine. They have um, vibranium. No, wait, not vibranium. <laughs> you just said that. Uh, what the fuck? Why am I blanking out? That's like a huge part of the fucking movie. It's, a, it's, it's supposed to be like the strongest metal of everyone. The strongest metal of, uh, of... Yeah, no, it is vibranium. Yeah, no, you had it right. In vibranium, right? Yeah, yeah. But then what's the thing that Wolverine has? Um, adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're trying to sell some vibranium and, um, um, and then Abel can take it from here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so basically Mike, Michael B. Jordan's character is Wakandian or from Wakanda. Uh, but his parent, his dad was a spy from Wakanda that was working in Oakland. And he thought that Wakanda should be helping African Americans because of the way the system is structured. And he said they should give him a, uh, a level playing field by uh, giving him weapons with the vibranium in it. And um, so Tink, King T'Challa, or T'Chaka, didn't like that very much, and a gun was actually pulled on him, and he killed his own brother. So that plays a huge part in the movie. Um, and, and dude, th- those 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 scenes, uh, particularly the scenes when they take the 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 thing to be um, Black Panther, and they go into like this like dream sequence, like in another realm. How good are those scenes? What do you think of his costume? Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 uh, uh, just Black, Black Panthers. Oh, Black Panther? Oh, it's, it's dope, dude. His costume's awesome. What do you think of the, the kinetic energy that he can save up? Dude, that was bad. It's like, it hits him that he saved it, and it, like, he turned it into, like, his own, like, like, his own force, and, like, it's badass, dude. Like, holy shit. How, what, what's the scene that you like, like marked out the most? That you were like, dude, like this is this was worth the price of admission right here. Oh, whenever uh, uh, it's like it's like the very end scene where um, uh, Killmonger is, is ordering people to go uh, to the United States and trying to cross the border and um, like get all those ships out there, and then um, and then you see like you see like the Black Panther come and like he destroys one of the ships and it's like, oh my fucking god, like he's back, and then like. Um, and then that's whenever like the whole war breaks out and they start fighting and then Killmonger like he, he gives this little smirk and then he fucking turns on the Black Panther suit and I'm like oh my god dude like that is fucking awesome dude that was fucking sweet man that was that was really good man the and it's sad spoiler 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 spoilers it's sad that they're not going to use him again because they killed him and yeah. I, I wish there was a way they would have kept yeah I wish there was a way we could they could have kept him alive for for other movies or whatever, but dude, the 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 line he said at the end of the movie before he he, he killed himself basically because he took the spear out was he's basically along the lines like uh, along the lines of my ancestors that knew the, my ancestors that jumped off the ship knew better because they would rather die than be imprisoned or whatever. And he's talking about the slaves, and I was like, dude, that that is deep. That's, that's some deep shit, dude. Lock me up, and 
and then and all that, and then like he's like, nah, nah, man, just do me a favor, bury me in the ocean, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, dude, that is. F- <clears throat> the reason this movie is doing so well, not only with the box office, but but like making a cultural impact, is because it's touching on a lot of tones that. These movies are these movies are put in in production years before you know good ones that aren't rushed. I'm looking at you, Venom, and uh, and although these tones from, were from a couple of years ago, they're very they're very current today. You know what I mean? So like, there's a debate whether or not that it should open up the borders for refugees and stuff like that. And then there's questions about whether or not uh, they should help other countries. Uh, you know and, and and the, the the cause of, of not only the relationship between African Americans and Africans, but like the, the how how many African Americans are living, which is the entire scene in Oakland. You know, the first scene, the middle scene, and at the very last scene, which I thought was really good. Um, th- that's why I think this movie's doing well. Um, and then it shows the the power of the African American um, uh, movie going experience that they can also make. Uh, a movie be the biggest box office movie of all time and it's it's, and it's just not african americans but it's and that's where the audio cut off uh, i apologize guys i don't know what happened this is a few days after we originally recorded the the audio you heard there for the black panther review show i don't know if i accidentally hit stop record or if i unplugged the microphone whatever it might be i do apologize so um, what you guys missed is about 20 minutes of andres and i continuing to praise Black Panther. We really enjoy the movie. We went on to talk about how it's it's just a great story. It sets a whole other tone and it reveals a whole other universe to or world to the Marvel universe. And we also talked about how you go into the movie expecting it to be uh, just a Black Panther movie, but honestly, this is one of the better ensemble movies for the Marvel Universe. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is obviously awesome as Black Panther, but we have the whole cast. We talked about Michael B. Jordan, obviously a great villain, uh, which is what one of the poll questions we missed. Uh, who's a better bat villain, uh, Loki or uh, Killmonger? We also talked about Lupita Nyong'o, who is a great uh, a great love interest in uh, in the movie. But it's not a love interest where she's a damsel damsel in distress. She is also a spy for Wakanda. Just a, a like I said, not your typical da- uh, a love interest in a movie. Uh, she's not vulnerable. She can hold her own. And great, great movie. We also talked about the rest of the cast. Um, I should have pulled that page up. And how just everybody had the chance to steal the show in this movie, and it wasn't just on on um, on Bozeman's shoulders as far as making this movie work. And that's uh, that's a credit to Ryan Coogler, the director, who we talked about a little bit before before the audio was cut off about how he was able to ter- to direct everybody to have. Uh, to make a good ensemble in a movie, um, as I specified a little bit earlier. And yeah, Andres and I just kind of delved more into that as far as what we really enjoyed about this movie. And we, we kind of talked about different scenarios as far as maybe if Black Panther should... Uh, they should consider Black Panther leading the Avengers now. Now that this is such a big movie, as I explained earlier, bunch broke a bunch of box office record, it, records and is going to continue to do so because good movies... Uh, tend to stay longer or have more success 
for longer periods of time at the box office. So, although it broke a bunch of off uh, records, I know I'm going to go see it again. I know tons of people are going to go see it again. So, maybe they should reconsider the rest of the phases for the Marvel Universe after um, Infinity War. Or no, the phase, the end of Phase Four or Phase Three, excuse me, is uh, Avengers Four. So, if we, a year from now. Uh, so, um, after all that, we also talked about, uh, oh, I specifically talked about the soundtrack to this. Th- there was a, a, a huge gap um, in Hollywood about releasing original uh, music or music inspired by albums for m- movies. And uh, I hope this resets the trend to do that because I have not been able to listen to anything else other than this goddamn album for two weeks now. Almost an entire week before the movie and then almost an entire um, week after the movie. And it's two different sets of feelings before you watch the movie and then after you watch the feeling with this uh, with this record, with this album. And Kendrick Lamar, fantastic, did an amazing job with this. And uh, I hope they do this more often now with releasing soundtracks for, for movies, particularly with Marvel movies. and kind of sets the tone before the movie. Kind of You kind of get an idea about what you're going to watch with the movie. But. Burp. That's what the the intro song is to this. is one uh, one of the songs to uh, the soundtrack there with a few think features in that J Rock, Kendrick Lamar, but other people in this album are are uh, Khaled. Who else is in this? One of the guys from Ray Shmurda, obviously Kendrick. We have Two Chains, Schoolboy Q. Who else do we have in this? Tra- uh, Travis Scott. It, great album. If you guys, even if you guys haven't seen the movie, definitely check out the album you guys will have a good time listening to it i know that's that's all i've been listening to all this week while i work out um it, it, it's it's a good time it's a good time one other thing that andres and i uh talked about is continuing with this marvel challenge theme of trying to watch a movie every week uh until marvel infinity wars released is ranking the movies according to what we think uh from worst to, to best or best to worst whichever you want to put it so uh my list no shock not Shocking to anybody, uh, I ranked blank uh, so far out of the movies we've watched Black Panther first. Um, I did say something on the show, but I'm going to change it. Black Panther first. I originally said Iron Man second, but I'm I'm as I'm looking at it, it's Avengers second. It has to be so Black Panther, Avengers, then it has to be Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man two, and Hulk. Uh, Andres, the way he put his his uh, list is Black Panther, Iron Man. Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man 2, Hulk, and then Thor. He's really not a big fan of the Thor movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where we left it off. And then we were going to, obviously, the way we end every show is getting the fuck out of here. Andres didn't have any recommendations as far as I remember. He hasn't been watching anything. But I bought, since I went to Kansas City for the comic book convention, I ended up buying two issues of the latest Black Panther run, which I run, excuse me, which I heard is where it got, they got a lot of the details and a lot of the story points for the movie. So I decided that I wanted to catch up, read up on that. So I will put up a link on the show notes for Comicsology or Amazon, whichever you prefer. Uh, so if you guys want to read those as well, I know I'm catching up. I'm reading some tonight uh, to catch up and and. Um, be current with Black Panther. Completely fell in love with this character. Com- completely fell in love with the movie. Trying to catch up with all my Black Panther uh, reading and, and knowledge of the universe and stuff like that. So uh, uh, the movie was a good starting off point. So I can kind of delve into this universe some more. Uh, reminds me a lot of Batman. The way uh, it's like that with an added twist of, you know, just 
I don't know. It's just an added twist of um, I don't know how to I don't know how to put it. It's it's different and and I dig that. So yeah, that's that's my recommendation is read the the latest run by by Black Panther. I think they're up to issue seventeen, eighteen, nineteen around there. But they did re re uh, renumber them back to the original numbering. So it's like seven something. So be on the lookout for that. Um, obviously, if you guys have any suggestions or comments, let us know on Twitter, uh, the sh- Facebook, the shows, uh, the show's Twitter is at NerdWorldOrder1. My personal Facebook is Saints underscore Abel45, and this is, is at the underscore Loza45. Uh, we all have Facebooks. The show's Facebooks is the same as, the show's Facebook is the same as its Twitter at NerdWorldOrder1. Uh, on the Facebook and the Twitter, you'll find all the poll questions that we put up. Uh, Twitter, uh, or I already said that, or personal Facebook. Uh, please subscribe to Patreon. Uh, I promise, promise, promise I'm working something out to get a show out to you guys every Monday. But if you guys enjoy what we're doing um, so we can be more consistent, uh, please donate on Patreon. Any donations help. A dollar a month to $100 a month. If you guys donate $10 a month, it will force me to make shirts, and I will get you guys a shirt. Um, if we get th- uh, our goal is three hundred dollars a month, and if we do that, I will get new equipment, make this my second job, uh, put the show out as best as I can, maybe interview some people, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I really enjoy doing this, but I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be more consistent as I. Uh, I'm trying to get better at this. I, I appreciate you guys all being patient as we kind of try to work out the kinks with the show as far as being con- uh, consistent and all that jazz, you know, how that goes. Um, subscribe and rate uh, to us on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies. Uh, anybody want anybody that's interested in comics, not necessarily comics, but just like pop culture in general, they like comic book movies, uh, let them know to listen to our podcast. Obviously, thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody for listening, commenting, whatever that might be. Um, and once again, I apologize for the audio being cut off. Uh, Andres and I did delve into Black Panther a little bit better, but basically, the gist of it is this movie fucking rocks. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. If you've already seen it, go watch it again. I know I am. Um, so that's the end of the show for this week. I will try to post a show on Monday, and I will see you then. All right, thanks, guys. Bye.